Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Reading in the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew, Brother Autry was preaching this morning. He uh, had some of this read and spoke about it a little bit, and it was so good. And about where he left off is where I felt like starting. So uh, if you'll bear with us just a little while and pray with us, saints, that the Lord, I, I'd, I'd really like to see an altar service tonight. I'd like to see us get in there and get something that we're needing from God. And God's got it, hasn't he? And there's not a shortage of it. He said he was able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. And I don't know how far that goes. I can't think that high what he's able to do, but he's able to do it for us. The portion of Scripture Brother Autry had read this morning was concerning the time John the Baptist had been imprisoned, and some may differ a little on their opinion of the Scripture, but I felt like that maybe he, while he was there in prison, he began to wonder, maybe the old devil talking to him a little, is this really the one that we should was looking for? Is this really the Christ? And there was some disciples went and began to talk to Jesus about it, ask him the question. And he told us this morning about his answer, and uh, it wasn't, yes, I am the Christ, but he began to tell what things God had done among the people and said, go back and tell John about these things. Then after that, Jesus turned, and he began to speak to the multitude there. And in the 11th chapter and in verse 7, we'd like to begin reading. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, what went ye out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet. Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets, and calling unto their fellows, and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he hath a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. It seems to me like the Lord was very disturbed here as he began to speak to the multitudes. He began to inquire of them about John the Baptist and 
What went you out for to see? He asked him if it was a reed shaken in the wind. No, he knew that wasn't it. He asked him if it was one that uh, was clothed in soft raiment. They knew that this man coming out of the wilderness of Judea was not clothed in soft raiment. He went on and spoke to them and said, But what went you out for to see? A prophet? He said, Yea, and more than a prophet. He knew that these men went out to hear a man that had been anointed by the Spirit of the living God to preach unto them salvation by repentance and baptism in water. And the multitudes from all over the countryside had come out to hear John the Baptist. But he said they didn't hear them. In other words, he went on then and told them, said, If ye will receive it, this is Elias that was prophesied that should come. They had been looking for Elijah for a long time for him to come. But now the man had come and been in their presence and had prophesied and preached to them. And they didn't realize who it was. He said, this was Elias, which was for to come. He went on then as he still was speaking to this generation and said, whereunto shall I liken this generation? He said, we have piped unto you and you've not danced. We have mourned unto you and you've not lamented. He went on and spoke again. And he said, John the Baptist came neither eating nor drinking. And you said, he's got a devil. But he said, the Son of Man came eating and drinking. And you said, behold, a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But he said, wisdom is justified of her children. This is a great chapter in the Word of God. Before we go on, let me just rehearse a little bit of this. He turned at that point and he began to upbraid them where the God had sent Jesus, his son, into the cities to work miracles and deeds among them and they didn't believe. And he upbraided them for their unbelief. He spoke to Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum and told them that it would be more tolerable in the day of judgment for Sodom than for these cities. But then it seemed like that he turned right around and I can almost see him in my mind as he stretched out his arms and said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. This was the Son of God speaking to them. But he said, wisdom is justified of her children. I wonder tonight, are you a child of wisdom? I wonder, are you a child of wisdom? I hope the Lord will help me just a little while. I want to go back and read just a little more about John the Baptist. You remember the story about him, and I hope we'll keep our minds in the service, and let me try to reach your heart tonight, if the Lord will help. Bible spoke about John, and said he came, and this is in the third chapter of Matthew, in verse 3, said he came crying in the wilderness, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, 
Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same hour John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan, and there were and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? He said, Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. He said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to loose, but to bear he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. And he said he'll gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This was John the Baptist that men came out for to see. This was the prophet sent from God with the spirit of Elijah. This was the man that came to, to announce the forecoming of the Savior and to make people prepared for His coming. This was the man they came out to see and they did not believe Him. As John looked upon him, probably down in the middle of the Jordan, looking upon those that came down to the side of the river, and he looked on them and said, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? Pray with me a little while tonight. He began to tell them about the one he had come to proclaim the way for, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus came one day and he looked up and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And he was baptized of John and went immediately into the wilderness and was there forty days and nights fasting before the Father. But the Bible said when he came down, he came in the power of the Spirit and he went into the synagogue, and I want to read a little about that before we go on. We may have already mentioned it in the meeting, but I felt like reading to us again tonight. Said he came to Nazareth, chapter 4 of St. Luke, verse 16, where he had been brought up, and his, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This was the Son of God that came, and He came in a different manner from John the Baptist, but He came eating and drinking with the publicans and sinners and trying to convert their soul to an old-time salvation. 
And the Lord looked on this people that day and said, We piped unto you and you've not danced. We have mourned unto you and you've not, not lamented. But he went on and said, Wisdom is justified of her children. I want to speak to us just a little bit tonight. As we turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 1, the Bible said in verse 20, said, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the beginnings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. He said, Turn you at my reproof, and I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. What I want to preach to us about tonight is wisdom that's a crying out. I want to tell you that right here tonight, the Spirit of the living God has been manifested for one purpose here in this, per this service tonight. The Bible said that we have piped unto you and you've not danced. When the service gets high and you're in the midst of the congregation and the Spirit of the Lord is rich, it's not reached your heart. And sometimes when we mourn to you, you've not lamented. We poured out our heart with tears and crying, and you've not heard the word of God. But I want to tell you tonight that wisdom is a crying out across the land. And wisdom is justified of our children. Would you like to be a child of wisdom tonight? Hear the Word of God and let it touch your heart and come to the Lord that the Lord could roll away all your sins and burdens. Woo! Whereunto would I liken this generation? Oh, could it be the same as in the days of Jesus? When John came preaching repentance and the Pharisees and Sadducees couldn't believe him, and then the Lord came to set the captive free. He came to bind up the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to them that were bound. And they still didn't hear the word of God. <laughs> but whether they heard it or not, it was wisdom that was crying out. It was wisdom that was uttering its voice in the streets. We want to turn back to the book of Matthew and read a parable Jesus spoke at one time in the 21st chapter in verse 33. He said, Hear another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about, and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to the husbandman and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandman that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again he sent other servants more than the first and they did unto them likewise. But last of all he sent unto them his son 
saying they will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen were saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord thereof of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They say unto him, He will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. I'm sure at the first answer, those men did not perceive that the Lord was speaking of them. But we could read on, and they understood the Lord was talking to them, this generation. I want to tell you, I ain't talking to the generations gone long ago, but I'm speaking to this generation here under this tabernacle right tonight in this present hour. Not because I've been the one preaching to you at night, but because the Word of God's been a-going out and wisdom has been crying out in the streets and it's uttered her voice in the chief concourse of the city. It's cried out, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity and scorners delight in the scorning and fools hate knowledge? Oh. Jesus reminded that generation of all the generations and years before when God had sent the men of God, the prophets, into their midst to cry out with a voice of wisdom and they did not hear them. Time after time after time, they were cast out. They were ridiculed. They were scorned. Some of them were stoned. Some were killed. Some were placed in dungeons. Some were imprisoned. Why? Because they come and uttered the voice of wisdom and men did not hear it. I want to tell you, wisdom is a crying out across our land today. And men ain't hearing it. But God said, I'll send my son and they'll reverence him. But oh, when the Son of God came, after a time when their hearts were pricked so hard because of the words which the Lord spoke unto them, they took Him and they spitefully used Him. They spit upon Him. They mocked Him. They scourged Him. They beat Him. They inquired of Him. And then they drove those big nails in His hands and His feet and stood Him up to make fun of Him and sport while He died and hung there and died such a horrible, terrible, miserable death on that old rugged tree for that generation. But they did not understand here was the deliverance they needed. Saints, would you pray with me a little while tonight? Oh, God. Oh, God. They'll reverence my son, but they took him and killed him. I want to tell you, sinner friend among us tonight, I want to tell you, lukewarm Christian, every time you reject the voice of wisdom that cries out unto you, you are trampling the blood of Jesus Christ under your feet one more time. I want to tell you there's anger in heaven for the soul that's a-doing wickedly. 
God is angry with the wicked every day. There's not a day that passes by that his anger is not kindled and waxed hot against the wicked soul that will not hear the voice of wisdom. Oh, God, help us tonight. Help us tonight, Lord. I wonder about you, sinner friend. I have looked upon several of you as you have been present in the services night after night. And I have determined by your presence that you belong to some holiness people somewhere around this land. And very likely you are in a habit of attending the house of God on a regular basis somewhere or another. And there's a man of God that'll get up behind the pulpit and he'll bring the precious word of God to you time after time after time. Many times he has worked and labored long that day over the word of God and poured out tears and sweat and cried and his heart was broken trying to get a hold of something from the word of God that would turn you away from a burning fire of hell and save your soul. And wisdom has gone out. And the service has got high. And saints have shouted. And you looked on. Other times, there was a hush. And a great fear settled down upon the household of God. And there was something that was felt in your heart and made it come up in your throat. And you could hardly sit there. But somehow or another you held your peace. And wisdom was a-dealing with you. We have piped unto you and you've not danced. We mourned unto you and you've not omitted. I wonder what will it take to reach your soul. Oh, help me, saints, a little while tonight. Pray with me. Pray with me. We need old time Holy Ghost conviction settling down here tonight. Wisdom is justified of her children. In the book of Corinthians, we want to turn, read a little portion of Scripture. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. He said, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. I want to tell you what I'm a preaching to us tonight and have preached to you in this camp meeting and you have heard in the day services it ain't nothing but the wisdom of God that's a going out. God somehow another chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You 
may have looked on like Sister Tina and some of them spoke a while ago and said that looks like foolishness to me to rejoice under the power of the Holy Ghost. But I want to tell you them that are saved, it's Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Oh! It ain't foolishness. When the world's on fire and the elements are melting around you and the Spirit of the living God's are drawing His saints on high, it won't be foolishness then. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm afraid we have got a generation of holiness youth among us that have hardened their hearts to the ways of God. Something in the world is a pulling them and as soon as they can get loose from mom and daddy's coat and apron strings, yonder they're going to go just as quick as they can get there. There's a powerful force that's a pulling on you tonight. But I want to tell you about one more powerful than that. It's the wisdom of God that's a crying out, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You don't have to straddle a fence and be miserable all of your life. You can come to the call of Jesus tonight and you can be satisfied in Him. Back to the book of Proverbs. This was the wise man, Solomon, that was writing. When he finished where I left off a while ago, he took up another theme. Let me read it to you. Would you hear me just a little while? Just give me your attention for a little while, and that's all that we'll require. And then it'll be all for me and on you if you don't heed the call. He said, Because I have called, and ye refused. I've stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But you have said it not, all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. Listen to what the Bible said. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. I want to tell you tonight, wisdom is a calling for you and a beckoning for you to turn from your life of sin. It's not the will of God that any should perish. I want to tell you there's rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. The angels will rejoice over one soul that keeps from going to that burning lake of fire forever and forever. You say it won't happen to me. It won't come that far along. I'll not go to that. I want to tell you there's many a soul... It's already in the flames of torment. Had the same notion that you did. Wisdom cried out. Wisdom cried out night after night, time after time. 
Spirit of the Holy Ghost dealt with them time after time after time, and they refused and would not come. Then when they began to cry, there was no one there to answer them. I want to tell you a serious thing tonight. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the beginning of the fear of the Lord. the beginning of wisdom. And we need to have that fear of God in our hearts. There's a lot of people across the land that have no fear of God anymore. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord. I have stood and watched people in the congregation during the altar call while the Holy Ghost was moving and reaching mock and make fun of that. No fear of the Lord. But he said, when your fear cometh, I'm just going to laugh at you. When your calamity comes, I'm not going to be there to answer. I want to tell you, fear is coming your way if you don't heed the voice of the Lord. I want to go back into the book of Corinthians again and read a little scripture found in the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians. Paul's writing in the ninth chapter, ninth verse, and he said, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and everyone may receive the things done in his body, whether according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And he said, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. I want to tell you, I didn't drive up here to play games with you. I didn't travel up here to have just a little time of relaxation and fellowship with the saints. I could have done that in another place. But I came because this board asked me to come, and I prayed and found the burden for this place. And I said, I'll come. I want to tell you that I came with a burden for someone here, and we may not have reached your heart yet, but we piped unto you, and we mourned unto you, and it'll be left I'm sorry. But I want to tell you I've cried and I've pleaded with God for some of you folks. I've looked upon some of your children, saints, that's out in this world tonight and coming in and out and in and out of the back of the house and the Spirit of the Lord has reached for them and the Word of God has gone out and they have not been touched. I have looked upon some saints that's in a lukewarm condition. One of these days we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to receive the things that has been done in this body. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, it'll make no difference then. I want to ask you, and this is wisdom talking to you. Are you ready to meet God with what you've got on hand? Are you willing to stand before the judgment tonight with what you've got on hand? Are you willing to face that man whose eyes are like a flame of fire? And out of his mouth goes a sharp two-edged sword which will devour the adversaries? Are you ready for that? If you're not, I want to tell you wisdom is a talking to you tonight. It's a uttering its voice in the streets in the chief concourse of the cities. I want to tell you wisdom is a crying out to you tonight. Pray with me, saints. Pray with me. I want somebody to get us a song.
in the book of Acts, chapter 24, verse 24, and after certain days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I'll call for thee. Saints, are you praying tonight? Felix sent for the man called Paul. I want to hear of this that you're preaching, Paul. I want to hear it for myself. And that man of God stood up under the same power of the Holy Ghost I felt here tonight. And he began to speak the words of life to this man, Felix. And while that man stood there and heard wisdom a crying out, he began to reason of righteousness, temperance, and of judgment to come. And Felix trembled. He trembled under the power of the living God that was dealing with his heart. He said, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I'll call for thee. Bible said that he called for Paul the more often in the two-year span. But it says nothing about him accepting the Lord. And when Festus came in his stead, because it pleased the people, he left Paul bound. If Felix had been set free, he would have set free Paul. But he didn't do it. I want to tell you, Felix never found a more convenient season. Oh, saints, pray tonight. Pray tonight. Well, I'm a reaching for you. I want to tell you, you'll not have a more convenient season. There may come a place in your life that it will be much easier for you to call on God, but it may be in your calamity. It may be in your desolation. It may be in your destruction. I'm trying to reach you tonight. We piped to you, and you've not danced. We've mourned you, and you've not lamented. The Word of God has gone out, and the Spirit is reaching out now. And the voice of God is speaking to someone. When will be your more convenient season? When will be a better time to call on God than in a holiness camp meeting with saints all around you to help you pray your way through to old-time salvation? I'm trying to reach you. There's been some here that I have watched you throughout the week, and I have noticed the hardness in your heart at the Spirit of God that was moving among us. Are you going to let it pass your way tonight? Are you going to go on your merry way and wait for calamity to come when the time God will turn His back on you and when you cry out to Him, He'll not answer? I want to tell you wisdom is crying out tonight. He's a reaching for somebody. 
You can feel it all in this tabernacle. He's a dealing with somebody's heart. While we stand, while we sing, oh, you're going to hear the voice of wisdom tonight. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Sinner, don't pass this opportunity up. Don't pass this time by when God's are reaching out to you. Holy Ghost conviction is the most precious thing you'll ever feel. Trying to turn you from the flames of hell unto a mansion in heaven. God's are looking at you. There's several standing here tonight that couldn't bear up in the face of Jesus Christ in the judgment tonight. Lukewarm Christian, can you bear up with what you've got on here? I'm trying to reach you tonight. God's are trying to reach you. Have you got what you need to face the judgment tonight? Have you got what you need to face the almighty judge of all Is it in your heart? Or is it in your mind? It's going to have to get from your mind in your heart if you ever stand in the day of judgment. Remember the Apostle John? He was the one that as he wrote about himself, he said that disciple whom the Lord loved. He was possibly the youngest among the apostles. And he was among the chosen three. Whenever Jesus did anything extra special, Peter and James and John went with him. It was John that leaned on the Savior's breast at the Last Supper and said, Lord, is it I that will betray you? But on the Isle of Patmos, that same John heard a voice behind him one day and he turned to look upon that voice that spake with him. And he saw a vision of the Son of God. His hair was white like wool. His eyes were the flame of fire. His face shone like the strength of the sun. And his voice was like many waters that spoke that day. And in the vision of that Son of God in his glorified body, John, whom he knew that Jesus loved, fell as a dead man at his feet. I want to tell you, sinner friend, it makes no difference how great the man is that's got the Spirit of God in him. On that day, he's going to fall like a dead man at the feet of the one that died for you. In that glorified body, you'll not be able to stand. And he's fastened his gaze upon you tonight. He's a-looking in the depths of your heart. Would you hear the voice of wisdom crying out? Would you hear the Master saying, Come unto me, all ye that 
labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Would you hear that voice of crying out tonight? And come to the Lord while there's time. Jesus is a dealing with your heart. Come on. Come on, sinner friend. I'm not satisfied to let this all quit right now. Somebody still needs to come. There's some heart to trembling here tonight under the gaze of the Almighty God. He's looking upon you. But because you have refused, because you have sought it not all his one of these days, your fear is going to come upon you, and you'll be glad to cry out to the living God. Would you come tonight? Would you come tonight? This camp meeting has almost come to a close. There's one more day service, one more night service. While the Lord is dealing with you, come on. God knows how long I Don't turn him away. Come on tonight. Father, he found me. Children, don't pray off conviction. Get a hold of something God tonight that's able to save your soul. In the last day, I wish some of the sisters would gather back here with Sister and help with this one. Saints, let's get her in and let's pray tonight. How long I drifted when I saw the old Everybody pray that God's been tired.